podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Support for this episode is brought to you by Mrs. Myers. A delightfully clean home can make for a delightful start to the day. At Mrs. Myers, everything we make is inspired by the garden. With plant-derived ingredients, our cleaning products work like the Dickens, leaving your home sparkly clean and your to-do list tackled in no time. So bring a little bit of the outside inside your four walls and bask in the wonder of a garden from the comfort of home. Mrs. Myers, rooted in goodness. Shop now at MrsMyers.com. Good evening and welcome to another episode of Touchline Fracker, our first using the Riverside FM platform. Evening by, well, I can't really see who you guys are, so I'm going to uh, read off the list I have and hopefully those are the people that have shown up. So, um, Seb, are you one of these uh, five grainy screens that I can see? Yes, yes, yes. I'm here, live in the flesh, man. Live in the flesh. Good to see you. Good to kind of see you. Uh, Shabs, yo, off yeah, Top Chiguna's fame. I'm, How are you doing, mate? I'm here, man. Happy to be back again, man. Yeah. Happy to have you. Some may ask why you aren't wearing an Arsenal top. Well, in your uh... listen, well, big man could do we'll, what we'll get into that. Big man could do what he wants. Yeah, of course you can, but you know, rep, rep your club in it. Yeah, rep your ends, as they say. Uh, Disu, looking like he's come fresh from the. Teddy Riley versus Baby. Battle with the Velvet Do Rag. I don't know if you have seen me. I'm trying to be inconspicuous and that in the darkness. You know, can't let the enemies know what man's about. Yeah, we hear you. Not am, baby. How you doing, mate? Stay on brand, always. Always be closing. Palumi, how's it going, mate? I'm good, man. How you Man's got a black screen like BBN. Yeah, we're not too bad. Yeah, it's been a it's been a while since we've seen you. We're not seeing you now, yeah, so no. yeah, it's been a while, I should say. Palumi coming like Stig from Top Gear. <laughs> <laughs> For real, that might be his new nickname. Oh, what, is this the GoPro? And yeah, <laughs> and Harold featuring several boxes of Nike trainers. Um, yeah, yeah, come on. Obviously, got secure the bag, man. man. Yeah, you know it's coming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. just betting on three well, we, well, corners every game, man, making a killer oh, of the Browns. <laughs> <laughs> Trent plus 10 crosses. Guaranteed. Cool. So, um, we're going to start off just talking about some of the uh, recent news in, in, in football, Twitter, and football in general. Uh, I think probably the biggest news, uh, I think that's probably going to affect 
most of our clubs in some way, shape or form is the fact that it looks like Newcastle are about to be bought out by quite the consortium. I mean, um, it's headed up by the Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salam, who's got a net worth of seven billion and his public investment fund has a net worth of 260 billion joined by a couple of other backers who have like a combined net worth of almost 20 billion. So we're talking big money here, lads. Um, who, who's, who's worried? I'll start with you, Shabs. I don't know why. Obviously, that's not, a, that's not me <laughs> mentioning the fact that Arsenal only have six million when you use them on Football Manager. But basically, another club with lots of money come to join a league full of clubs with lots of money. Uh, what are your initial thoughts? I think it's good. Like, from an objective um, stance, it's good for Newcastle. It's good for their fans. Them lot have suffered enough, you know, under that Mike Ashley bastard. Um, oh, wow. Pod. Yeah, man. Yeah, suffered enough, man. But, um, New, New, Newcastle, are a, Newcastle are a big-ish club in terms of, like, um, they've got a big stadium, a huge fan base. Um, they've been, like, yeah. Well, 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 no, no. <laughs> let's, let's, let's unpack that. So, they've got a big stadium, 50,000-seater, mm. 50, uh, I believe. Mm. Uh, when you say they have a big... Uh, fan base. I don't think they the have any fans outside the city. No, no, it's the whole of Newcastle. It's the whole of Newcastle. Yeah, but they've but. also got Sunderland. So Newcastle's who are taking some fans from that area as well. But if we're saying that the whole population of Newcastle is what a quarter of a mil, we could have a big fan base relative to teams in the Prem. They've who have got that global reach in that in in that they so they don't have the global reach. Um, I don't think so. Mm. They don't have the European reach. But in that, they've mm. got a 50,000-seater stadium. They've had this stadium for mm. um, the majority of the Premier League era and they've managed to mm-hmm. almost always sell out their stadium week in, week out. That's, that's it was it. nothing to do yeah, in Newcastle, bro. Them and a the pole. Uh, what do you say? Them and a pole. They're one, club, they're one club city. So they've got that advantage. Mm. I, think, I, think, I, think they, um, I think they do well to sell out 50,000 seats every week whatever whatever the weather so I think for them coming back to it originally um, coming back to the original question the original point I think like it's 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 time for a change it's good for them I'm not particularly worried though because I don't think that they'll um, hit the heights overnight I think it's a it's a rebuilding job Um, Mm -hmm. and I think like um, Newcastle don't have a particularly good they don't have a good infrastructure they don't have like um, amazing players who come out of the academy. They don't have. Um, they, they they don't. And can they um, attract big players right now? I don't know. They could go that Man City route and try and get like one two marquees. But like we were saying earlier, they don't have that. Um, they don't have that pulling power. So if they're gonna throw the bag at players, and then they, they you know they might get like the 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 the, the one off. Like you might get a player who's had like a big reputation who's not really playing at his club right now and they might just pull him for the racks, you know what I mean? But um, it's going to take some time. So I'm not particularly worried about them right now. But if they do it right, if they go about themselves the right way, um, recruit right, get the infrastructure in place, get a bit of a, of, 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 of a structure as far as players coming through, but also recruiting well, they can, be a, they can become a problem in a couple of years' time. You say a couple of years... Transfer market has the value of their squad right now at 221 million. Mm. Just to give you an idea of clubs uh, above them and the level I guess they're aspiring to over the next few years. Mm. Wolves' uh, team is valued at 296 million. Mm. 
Everton's at 367 million, Arsenal at 520 million, and Manchester City at 916 million. Mm. Uh, I think we can say that City probably are the, are the blueprint for City and Chelsea. I guess are the blueprint for clubs coming in and trying to make a wave in the Premier League with foreign money. Mm. With everything that's gone on with uh, FFP, Milan got their one-year ban. Uh, City, their two-year ban is pending, mm. but obviously, Inshallah. fingers crossed. Yeah. Inshallah, um, man. Shab said a couple of years. <laughs> Shab said a couple of years. How long do you think it realistically will take them to get from that that club or that team that's worth around the 200 million mark to getting up to that five, 600 million uh, squad that it seems that you need if you want to get into the Champions League? Um, first of all, it depends on if these men are really on splashing. So if they're on splashing, and FFP starts to get relaxed, then the process could be really accelerated. Because if you look at what City did, is that, you know these players that are highly rated and top clubs want, but at current market value, the clubs like, so you're talking about Valencia, David Silva, Atleti with, um, with um, Aguero, the prices quoted for these players was a bit on the high side. You see what I'm saying? But City yeah. were willing to pay that premium and willing to pay uh, even more wages it's kind of like a small club tax just to make sure that they get these players in. Mm. Chelsea did the same where they slightly paid over the odds for the likes of kind of maybe like Wright Phillips and all these other uh, very, very good players who might not be at popping clubs yet. So Wright Phillips mm. did their drug bar. Yeah, so if, so if, um, if Newcastle take that approach, then they can increase the quality of their squad quite significantly. Then again, Shaf made a very good point about infrastructure because bare man have blown the bag. So I'm saying Everton spend quite a lot of money every year. West Ham has spent quite a lot of money. We've seen Milan spent loads of peas on absolute bums, like on complete and utter bums. So you can blow the bag and you can just be in situations where you've got a bloated squad with man on big wages and you can't get rid, mm. can't get rid of them. Because remember, City had yeah. a, quite a few bums. Like they had like Roque, Santa Cruz and a couple man. Wasn't a bum? No, he was a bum. Cousin. No, come on, man. No, no. Oh. wasn't a bum. Bro, come on, mm-hmm. we're not riding for Roque Santos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. this, this is a team that was banging out with Aguero and, and Zeko. And you talk about Santa Cruz, weren't a bum. Listen, please. Nah, he wasn't oh, a bum. No, he's not decent. a bum, but he had one he people where he cut 19 goals. And then his numbers either side of that are Fugazi. He, he, he was on that contract. <laughs> nah, because nah, I, I used to look for him, like football manager days. I used to look for him because he was one of them strikers you could get value in the market in real life. Mm. We'll give you a cheeky one year. You're like, oh, man's sick. And then you look at the digits and everything else is packed. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Inflated. You'll be in a position where you have loads of players that cost 25, 30, 40 million pounds. They're on 100 bags, but they're actually high. And you can't Mm. really shift them because nobody wants to buy them and they're expensive on the wage bill. But you need to shift them to create space and create revenue to buy other players. So, it depends on what Shab said. Like, if they get an infrastructure pattern, then, yeah, it may be maybe two or three seasons, they could be in that top six battle. Because right now, if I'm looking at the squad right now, they don't really have that many pieces. I like um, St. Maxan. Um, that's about it, really. Yeah. I'm going to read down some of the names of their stalwarts. I think it's horrible, and, um, you lot can let me know what you think. Uh, Martin Dubravka in goal. He's, um, he's all right for now. He's all right. He's all right. He's yeah. Um, a couple of other keepers, Carl Darlow and Rob Elliott. Forget it. Um, no, no, no. Jamal Lascelles. Would you not think of Jamal? Decent. Oh, man. He, he's decent. No, he's, 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 I, I, I don't know. think he's decent. I don't think he's decent. He, I think he's rash. He just gets away with it because he has a decent trim. 
Yeah, exactly. He's a drum. Yeah, literally. He's a thug. For Newcastle, for right now, he's decent. No, he's he's solid. He's a solid solid centre half. For for them, for right now, he's okay. Uh, Fabian Shaw. Yeah, he's good. Mm. He's good. Uh, good. Federico Fernandez. These are all centre backs, by the way. Federico Fernandez. (laughs) I I never heard of him. (laughs) Florian Lejuen. I'm gonna stop in a minute, man. Yeah, please, please. <laughs> 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 Name three of his albums. Name three of his albums. <laughs> three one at home versus Man United. Um, are we going down into the championship? Oh wow, you brought Steve Bruce back again. Cool. Those are the three albums I know. Um, you got um, da- <laughs> Danny Rose at left back. Paul Dummett, Jethro Williams at left back. Jethro Williams is okay. Jethro Williams is okay. You saw him do that one. You saw him do that. You saw him do that. No, 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 but he was decent in Holland. He saw one banger against Liverpool and City as well. I got sourced on for the rest of the game, bud. He's fucking wet. Amanda were telling me he's a prospect still. He's okay. Yeah, he's a prospect. He's, 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 he's hit Chet with the Hezzy. <laughs> <He's>... <laughs> man. I think so, you know. Uh, they've got the Longstaff brothers. They've oh, got trash. John Joe Selvi. They've got Bentelev on loan. Uh, I ain't seen him all season. No, uh, he, 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 he only came in January, I think. And he only played three games, Bentelev. What? Who, Bentelev? Yeah, I think all he only right. came in January. Uh, he only played a couple of games. Okay. What do you not think of Amaron? He's an interesting He's little one. Waste, man. Waste, no? waste, waste of space. Whack, waste of space. Wow. Tough crowd. Oh, Palumi, you always seem to be a bit more of a measured opinion. What do you think of Amaron? Um, a lot of like... He's very busy, but he doesn't do much in terms of like production. No, I think he's got like a lot of it's right. whack. Yeah. Swiftly moving on. Swiftly I mean? moving on. We've <laughs> <laughs> uh, got, we got Atsu... We got Joe Linton. We got Dwight oh, Gill. No, I really hate Andy Joe Linton. Carroll, you know, yeah. I have a mad hate for that guy. Why? What? I, I, I don't know Can how. I, I don't know how he's got away with it. There was one goal we scored. I think it was against City. Yeah, this guy, he was clean through. He took about eighteen touches just to control the ball. I couldn't <laughs> believe the fact that he still scored. It was only because he was against that ridiculous defender Otamendi stealing the living. I can't believe how bad he is. Uh, how day, he's got man hits Joe Linton, oh. man hits Mike Ashley. <laughs> what? That was the only goal that he scored as well. Now, one day ESPN needs to do a 30 for 30 documentary on Otamendi. It could be messy. It could be. Hey, what, was hey, what was the title? What was the title? On the floor, I don't. I don't even know, bro. A life of a stripper. A life of a stripper. Dancing in the moonlight. Dancing in the moonlight. Strictly come dancing. Man is old. How are you making Daniel Jace put you on the floor, bro? The guy ain't got a trick in his book. Strictly yeah. come dancing yeah. is cold. Show my boy DJ. Cool. Do you know? Do you know what? Do you know what? On Newcastle. Wrong pod for that, Seb. <laughs> I think um, they they need a creator, big time. Because that's what Almiron was brought in to do. Okay. And they spent about 30 mil on him. And they need a striker. And again, they spent big racks on... They need a goal scorer. And they spent big racks on the striker. And he's clapped one goal. Almiron's clapped something like one assist the whole time he's been there. So, those are like two... He's grabbed a couple of goals this season, though, haven't he? Who? Almiron? Almiron's like three and yeah. seven, bro. I, f- I, think, I, think, yeah. I think in regards to Newcastle, it's a different era, in it? So, I think they're going to... 
City done because you mm, got to think about it, yeah. Um, in currently right now, there's many teams that are in the process of a rebuild in terms of top teams as well. So you've got the Chelsea's, Man United's, um, you've got the Arsenal's um, that are in the process of a rebuild. So those are the top teams that, especially foreign players, they look at and they want to go to. Whereas before back day, you know, you've got Man United winning things and there's, you, there's that one team. There's just that one team that's looking for a rebuild. So whether that City was the one team and they were, able, they were able to find value in the market because nobody else were after them. Everybody else was winning or competing. Nobody else was looking looking at um, all these other players. So they were, they were able to come in, you know, buy the players and pay the wages because everybody was going to win anyway. They were focused. But now there's so there's, the competition would be too much for Newcastle, in my opinion. Like, in regards to money, paying for the players... Well, Man United can play. I don't know about Arsenal because they're not. I don't know. You know what I mean? Um, but fucking Man United can play in regards to wages. Man United and City can play because City are even looking for a rebuild as well. So, in regards to Newcastle, I think they're gonna find it tough. They're gonna have to probably go like the scouting route first, try get into a cup competition, and then try splash once they've built up credibility like that. They can't just come in and try to take players because everybody else is going to be looking for those players. Maybe they could be looking at um, the lower leagues in the in the English in the English leagues. Maybe that may be something that they could look at um, and look for talents there because, again, in England, Newcastle are a massive name. But when it comes to foreign players, mate, they either want to go to the top teams or go and play CL. You've seen it with Man United. They've tried to go for many top players and with the managers we've had, they've either said, no, nah, they don't want to play for the manager, they want CEO, Man United are not attractive enough or whatever. Do you know what I mean? So if Man United are getting turfed by top players, Newcastle are going to struggle. They're going to have, they're going to, have to definitely go the scouting route first, get a top coaching, maybe Jose Mourinho when he gets sacked or whatever, something <laughs> something like that, and then try to get into Europa League and then move like that, man. It's not going to be easy like Chelsea and how and, and like how and City. I, think, no, I want a coaching on just on that. Yes, different landscape, and and everyone's more expensive as well. Yeah, on top of that, piece, so yeah. I want to coaching on, on on what you said though, um, Sevi. On top of the fact that it's, it's mm. obviously a different era. Obviously, back when City were doing City, obviously Chelsea did theirs first when the foreign owner came in and then City had their foreign owners come in. FFP wasn't as strict as it is now as well. So those mm-hmm. times where you can just throw a bag at the wall and then, and then obviously hope it sticks and then obviously keep doing that over and over again like City have been doing. You can't really do that anymore. So eventually it's going to be like, oh, yo, you're, you're going to get fined. And we've seen this season that these guys are actually serious. So that this whole idea of, I don't know, just throwing money. And don't get me wrong, I think they will get some decent name players because there will be some players who will just be slutting for the P. Like, don't, they will be like, forget the Champions League. Like, they don't really care about too much about their career aspirations. It happens. They just, they just want the money. So they'll get some players like that. But mm. I think it's going to take a lot a lot longer than a couple of years. Coupled with, obviously, the fact that you're saying a lot of players yeah. a lot of teams are going through the rebuild. Like, I don't understand why you choose... The only reason you've been in Newcastle, really and truly, as a foreign player, would just be for the P. Like this, it's gonna be ages. It's gonna be ages because, like, it doesn't make sense. Like every everywhere, every club in the world currently, yeah, all of their players either want to be at the club or want to go to bigger clubs. Like you know, before maybe like four or five years ago, there were players that were cashing out with China. Do you know what I mean? They were just like, all right, cool, the China move, we're off, we're going to get that, we're going to get that 400k, 500k, and we're going to be live in China or whatever, yeah? 
And that that thing's kind of phased out. When you look at the landscape and you look at all the players, and you look at all the teams, everyone's pretty much happy. And if they're not happy, they're going to go to bigger teams. There isn't really, I haven't really seen in the recent years, a player just moving for peace. I can't remember. You could probably remind me or whatever, but I haven't seen a player that said, all right, cool. I'm just going here for peace. It hasn't happened in a while from what I can remember. Maybe I'm forgetting the player. Do you know what I mean? But, you have to yeah. remember as well, the Prem, the Prem is a platform, isn't it? So, mm-hmm. Players can see a Newcastle as a platform, that exposure because it's pr- the most watched league in the world, and they can they can necessarily go from there. Obviously, with FFP, you're still allowed to invest a lot in your academy, mm. isn't it? So, mm. for them, maybe it's that building that foundation for where they grow. So maybe that means spending a bit more money in getting younger players in who are going to go into their revamped academy, and it just means it's a it's a longer project. But yeah, yeah, I think it's going to have it's going to have to be a strategy thing more than an aggressive bully thing. It's going to have to be, have to, if yeah. To be like looking at their owners um, or their potential owners, should I say? One of them, um, her name is Amanda Stavely. She's already been involved with deals City. between Barclays uh, and the Prem, and also with um, City and potential there was some foreign investors who wanted to buy Liverpool at a point yeah and she was also involved in that so I think you have to set this out as a kind of like two year three year four year five year remember we had a guest who called Lindelof a seven year project well this is your actual uh seven year project here with uh, Newcastle United cool so um I'm looking forward to that coming in I'm just for more quality more peas yeah, more teams competing at the top quite dire to watch horrible they are. I have to say though, yeah, so, I feel like Newcastle has been. I feel like it's been. Oh, sorry, more. I didn't mean to cut you off. I feel like it's been a bit delayed. Like obviously, Mike actually tried to do it a little bit a few years before, but I feel like this has been coming. Like this whole revamp of Newcastle because they want. Yeah. I know obviously we're banging on about the fifty-two k stadium, but I mean there aren't nowadays there are, but way back. Well, I say way back a few years ago when there weren't that many teams with this this kind of stadium. Even Liverpool, bro, we were like what forty k at Anfield. There's nothing. Well, you know. What's your capacity now, mate? Now it's at like 52. Because oh, okay. well, obviously we bought that. That's cute. Like, what's it called? The corners. Can the fact like checking boys check that? Yeah. 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 Sound like that. Wait, let me check. Let me check. A little 52k? A little. 54. 54 still. Sound like. Sound like. Sound like. Sound like. Sound like. Do you not have escalators in there? Do you not have escalators in that Facilities desk. Nah, bro, since since the roof days, strictly since the man Liverpool, yeah, since the rebound, (laughs) it's been looking good, isn't it? Don't worry about us, yeah? I hope you don't have nets above the crowd when Eric Cotton. Alright, come. Cool. So, talking Liverpool, uh, we had a certain back and forth between two. Well, I say two regular nemesis. One doesn't even know the other exists. <laughs> but uh, a little interesting back and forth this week between <laughs> Paul Pogba and uh, a certain Mr. Graham Souness. Um, I'll start with you, Palumi, obviously, because you're outside of this particular... Uh, you shouldn't have any skin in the game. What was your originally on, firstly, what Paul Pogba said, and secondly, the reaction of Souness, Carragher and the Sky Machine, should I say? I think... Um... It came across like humble, um, in term in terms of like a not he didn't look like he was trying to take the mick, basically. When I saw the video and when I heard the clip, um, I think it makes a lot of sense that one, based on like his nationality um, and also his age, that he wouldn't know where um like necessarily what Graham Sunas was about as a player. And even just acknowledging that like he's heard stuff about him being a like a, a, a good player, I thought that was him kind of 
not trying to disrespect him almost specifically. Um, but then mm. I, I think one of the, and even me, for instance, like I'm 22, I do not know anything about Graham Zunas other than like the mm. fact, other than like that thing about him accidentally signing a player that wasn't even good yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> so, um, like, I, I thought it was a little bit believe ridiculous. Me, believe me, do you know that he was as shambles as a manager? Do you know that? Like not yeah, not entirely, that. not entirely. Oh, but like right. my my point is kind of like important to know that as well. <laughs> I don't think it's that important personally, but um, I think <laughs> like genuinely, it's it was a it just seemed like another excuse basically to just for them to to kind of get a headline, even in terms of him his response and like put your medals medals on the table or whatever. Um, yeah, it seemed like a bit of yeah, it seemed a bit of like it seemed a bit disrespectful to what Pogba had done prior to him coming to Man United and, and his career um, like up until this point. Um, that's kind of yeah. how I thought, thought, thought about it or felt about it, rather. Cool. Um, obviously, um, Sunes is a club legend for you, Harold. How embarrassed were you with this whole fiasco? <laughs> I'm not even asking him if he was embarrassed or not. I'm asking how embarrassed. No, how embarrassed. I, was, I was very embarrassed, but it was more of like, because obviously going on back of what Palumi just said, like Pogba was so calm about it. Like he, was, he genuinely didn't know who he was, which is okay. Like it's fine. Um, I, I'm the kind of person that gives people benefit of the doubt. I'll say that maybe they just gave Sunas like a quote as to what Pogba says about, about the tone or whatever. But I'm able to do that here. I think that's just, I think he's just being outrageous. Like I think, and even Kara backing him up, being like, oh yeah, you should know who he is. No, man, it's all right. Like it's, it hasn't, him not knowing um, who Sunes is hasn't affected his game. He still managed to win a World Cup without knowing who Sunes is. It's all right, man. Like it's okay. Life goes on. <laughs> I have to say, though, yeah, it was worth it just so I can see those clips of Sunes banging ball. Oh, oh my goodness. <laughs> a man tackled... That's what I was going to get a, a, man, a man fouled someone and then threatened to punch him. I said, what? <laughs> what it was hilarious. Just for that alone, yeah, just so I can look back and be like, yo, football is, has gone grown leaps and bounds just for that, yeah, but seriously embarrassed, man. Yeah. Um, that was the next point I was going on, going to go on to. Um, opinions on Sunes as a player. Who, who's actually um, actually gone back on, off the back of the comments to actually take a look at some highlights? I looked oh, at I him. Well, it's just a, a combination of like just reckless tackles. I did. <laughs> that's I did. That's what uh, it is, man. I looked at him. You know what? From the bit I saw of him, he's what today's people or non-Man United fans think Roy Keane was back back in the day when he was playing. But Roy Ooh. Keane was actually a baller. Mm. No, Roy no, Keane was a Roy Keane was lucky because Man was about to start coming for you still. Like, we didn't no, yeah, no. Yeah, no, Harold was honourable. No, 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 no. Keane was a baller and I think people don't appreciate it because obviously he had that... He had a, had a more, yeah, more means, than enough like, spats yeah, with yeah, people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, he, he was a baller. Like, he was a good no, player. Soon as, yeah, yeah soon as, yeah. I'm not even going to lie. When I look back at the clip, he's like the youth that I just say, listen, just win the ball and pass the ball to me. Like, you know, when I look at my man, yeah, he's so fucking shit. Like, <laughs> fam, man, like, bro, I don't even understand, like, what was going on then. Like, it's like my man had a couple couple LOs and then just went out to play. <laughs> just fuck it. Just we're just we're just gonna go out to play and just yeah, just fuck it. Like it's it, he like drinking inshallah. My one was just like, oh he's burst. <laughs> he's just fucking 
He's just gonna just smash anybody the first person he sees, and then kind of go from there, bro. Nah, he is rub- like as in I would have loved to play against Sooners, like me now, like me overweight. I'd like yeah, like I think I'd boss him. I think I'd boss him, like put it through his legs and that, like top ends. Like he is rubbish, bro. Like he can't chat to Progba, and he was talking about the medal thing. The medal thing, your fucking shit medals that I could have won, bro. Like put me in your squad, I could have. Bossed it at that age, bro. At Liverpool, then, fam. The, if it, mum's life, yeah. If I was, um, if I was, um, in the days that Sunez was playing, people, the kids will will be talking about me on Black History Month, like, oh yeah, he was such a player. He was such a player, bro. I've got bad compilations of that. Yeah, Sunez was shit, bro. Sunez was rubbish, absolutely rubbish, mate. Black History Month. Wow, no, no, it was wow. rubbish. It's true. Watch, like, the thing is, I, I listened to the podcast there, and it was interesting because at first I can't lie, Pog was talking a little bit of stick talk because he's like they asked him about all the people that talk about him, and he's like, yeah, it's weird. Like I'm injured, and man are talking about me. I'm like, wrong. Like I'm not even playing. But he said, I never seen him around. But when I see them around, I'm gonna come. I'm gonna ask them, innit? So it's like, yeah, yeah, that's the energy. I want. Yeah, yeah, check him. Yeah, you check him, man. Boy, like, boy, like, man, not even knowing. But I heard he was good though. Like, I heard he's alright. <laughs> <laughs> when Sky heard this, Sky must have been, they must have been rubbing their hands together like Birdman. Yeah, yeah. Content is content. I don't think Carragher was um, was being serious. That invested. So, I think he was laughing. So straight away, he was like, I can't wait, yeah. There's more to working from home than emails. So you need Wi-Fi with reliable speed, the most in-home coverage, and built-in security. You need Xfinity XFi. That's simple, easy, awesome. Switch to Xfinity Internet and learn about our great offers. You'll get amazing value with speeds that deliver and reliable coverage you can count on. And with XFi Advanced Security, you can keep all the devices in your home connected and protected from Wi-Fi network threats. Go online, call 1-800-XFINITY, or visit a store to learn more today. Restrictions apply. <laughs> and then he's like, oh, so what do you think about that um, uh, um, soon nest? Don't you think that's so disrespectful? And you can see, no carry got a proper wind up. You can see he was busting up here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. just got rattled. Yeah, put the medals on the table. I'm like, big man, he's won as many medals as you. And he's, had, <laughs> and he's still got like another five to eight years to play, bruv. And he's probably mm. made about as much money you made in your career in one week. So if you're talking about putting your medals on the table, <laughs> like, you could put the World Cup on the table, the table will flip over. Yeah, put the, the World Cup on the table, bro. That's, what, I, that's what I'm yeah. saying. When people are talking about, it, I'm like, okay, I'm gonna YouTube sooner, isn't it? Because I did the same thing when people were saying George Best is like, was like this amazing player. I was like, he's not United's best ever player. So I YouTube George Best best goals, and I was actually dying, yeah, because the seven <laughs> that I was doing, yeah, were new. Anyway, what do this now, fam? The standard of football then was so bad, yeah. The way, even the way man striking the ball was nuts. Like he was had a heavy touch as well, heavy pitch touch. quality pants. Oh, there was yeah. no pressing. Yeah, the pitch. Everybody, yeah. Everybody's, Everybody's waved. So everybody's waved to the pitch. But not even <laughs> everybody's waved. And these time the man talk about yeah, he won three Champions Leagues. There was like five men in the Champions League every competition, Don't worry, Harry. Don't worry, Harold. We'll touch on it because obviously he's coming at your club's history. Man, so man, we, about, we won uh, six times, bro. You won it when there was like five teams playing here. Yeah? Them times Germany was two countries. East Germany, West Germany. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm I'm gonna gonna 
Champions League had what, 18? Uh, was it 8 or 6? Was it 8? 12. Man. It was 16. 16. It was 16. 16. 16. 16. 16. 16. 16. 16. 16. Man said 12. How are we going to get yeah, to 1? Man, <laughs> man, man, man might be doing the NFL thing. So I'm here, yeah. Right here. I'm here right. To win the Champions League, you play 8 games. There's 6 games in the group stage now. Mm. So that's so basically, the Champions League, when Liverpool winning it three times with Sooners, was the same as a qualifying round and the... Uh, and um, the group stage. And the first round. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I'm going to hear yeah. that, bro. Any player now will absolutely wipe the floor of that generation. That's how that's how sport works over the years. Mm. Like Sooners, I think, and the funniest thing about the Sooners thing is that Sooners and the media have been kind of trying to bully Pogba for years, isn't it? And Pogba doesn't say anything. Pogba says one thing and all of them are right or risen to the defense of Sooners. Like I saw an article with Robbie Fowler saying, ah, uh, Watch the what, 84 eight, final bro, and you'll see what Sooners is wasn't alive. Oh, I wasn't alive and I'm 30. <laughs> so, what's going on? <laughs> what's going on? Bro? You know what is though? You know what is though this year? I feel like those ballers have the same nostalgia we do about some of our old, old ballers. You know how certain man was saying, oh, um, Ronaldinho would, would have won a Ballon d'Or or would have won something um, amongst Ronaldo and Messi in these days. Yeah. It hurts for us because obviously, growing up, Ronaldinho... the my goodness, my man reinvented skill moves. Yeah, word. So uh, for us, for us is like yeah, obviously you can't you can't chat Wassily's name or even like Ronaldo. So obviously these are like top tier, not to say Sunes is like like that, but the the, the nostalgia plays must play a massive part for these kind of man. Because Fowler was a was a gunman. How why is he saying this stuff, yeah. bro? No, see, see, it, yeah, but you have to remember these are these are these are these are who they like you said. This is who they grew up on. Yeah. Um, Harold. So these are their heroes. Right, yeah. I see a man saying. Pogba could do well to learn from Sooness. I said, learn what? What? They'll ask Trident to come and arrest Pogba. Like, they'll have guns out <laughs> if you play like Sooness. So a man that grew up watching, and he said on a podcast, like he grew up watching Ronaldinho and Zidane. Bear in mind, he's French, so he's seen Vieira. Yeah. He's seen, you know what I mean? He said, talk about Yaya Torre. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's talking about, he's about but no, nah, no, nah, he should forget that, man. He should go back to the 1970s and 80s. I watched Graham Sooners. To watch Graham Sooners. Get out of Billy, there, Billy, no, Billy No Name from Scumfort. Big man, stay calm, bro. Big man, Get out of there, man. Yeah, yeah I think um, it's an interesting bro. point. Yeah, he's from, he's Scottish, he's but we'll, we'll keep yeah. it moving. <laughs> um, yeah, <laughs> probably where he got his game from. Still, um, I think it opens up a wider, more interesting discussion about um, the evolution of sports, how we assess our legends, essentially. So, obviously, people have come back with the rhetoric. Like, yeah, obviously, obviously, Seb has said that if he went back in time, he'd be the best player in, in, the, in those leagues. I think it's an interesting one. It's a difficult one. Of course, if a player who was playing now went back in time with, obviously, all the benefits of modern sports science, etc., etc., they'd be head and toe, head and shoulders above head and shoulders yeah <laughs> i'm thinking head and, <laughs> head and shoulders above um the guys who were playing then most of the time they were all waved but was there any players you look at from back then who if they came to our time and had the benefits of mm. all oh, the modern question. advantages of the play so the smoother pitches obviously the sports science that i've mentioned as well conditioning etc who you think they would be much better players because how, how far back i was about to say how far back Let's talk. Let's talk. Sunes's era, so the eighties, late late seventies, eighties. Mm. Obviously, he could he couldn't have only been a hack hack merchant in it. Like my uncle used to tell me that he went to Sampdoria. I said they're not even popping. Yeah, like, <laughs> like, oh. he went like that's how, how much of a baller he is. He went to Sampdoria. I was like, all right, all right, my guy. Like, I ain't gonna. You can, I'll let you have that one. But 
he must have had a bit of quality about him, but I tried to find some actual objective YouTube clips of him, like, passing it, shooting it, anything like that, but I was unable to find any. So, oh. yeah, if we're looking at players from that era coming forward to our time, uh, what, are, what are the thoughts on, on the game, how it's changed, how it's evolved, who could thrive in, in that time? I think it's a tough one because the, the whole culture was different. Like, the whole, it, you know, it was so normal for man to just be on the sidelines and smoke before the start of the game and they just run out onto the pitch and then man were all half cut from drinking from like the night before drinking like early uh, early doors drinking on the way to game so the whole culture around football was different and there wasn't a lot of emphasis on 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 fitness and that so it is it's a kind of tough one come looking at players from that that Sunez era and thinking like who re- like maybe maybe all of them would have fared better if if the culture was different or maybe they all would still be worse I don't I don't know. If, you, if you're talking about like, um, if you're moving it forward a little bit or moving it, yeah, if you're moving it into like the, the 90s, early 90s and that, then it's a bit, mm. a bit different. But yeah, from yeah. there, mm, it was all like just a norm. Talk to, me about the, talk to me about the early 90s because, I mean, clubs still had a drinking culture in the early 90s. Arsenal uh, legend, who you should know very well, Shabs, mm-hmm. Tony Adams, he was still playing in 2002. He, he drank for the majority of his career, didn't he? Mm, um, mm. I know that when Fergie came into United, the guys were still drinking Paul McGrath, guys Ricky, in the Ricky. 90s. I think, old... I think Tony Adams is a good example because he spoke about um, Arsene Wenger prolonged his career from the point that he came in because of the way that he changed the culture. And uh, Arsene Wenger done a lot to change the culture in English football around just, just fitness and regime and diet and, and all of that. So you could argue... That like most of the players, like, um, like let, let me think of a, of an English centre mid, like David Batty, like a David Batty, mm. a Tim, what's his name, man? Sherwood. Tim Sherwood, like them, man, them, them tough tackling centre midfield, like they, they, they would have seen the back end of like that that drinking culture, but also played in like into the millennium. So they would have seen a time where you could see like the back end of their careers. Actually, they were still they were able to hang. They were able to hang. They had enough about them where they were able to uh, hang. And true say, and, and true say, yeah, it's like fucking like even remember when we see the picture of Matic with that like that that little Jack Daniel or what was it uh, on on the side uh, on, <laughs> on the side of the dressing room on that yeah. But true say, <laughs> true say, yeah, I feel like as the as the years went on, yeah. The ABV uh, got a bit weaker, so you know, like us, man, and that we're all mixing the drinks and that. So, like, you know, probably like the 90s to now, and that we're all doing 10% ABV where we mix it with like 90% tropical juice or coke or whatever. Back then, their man was smashing it straight from the bottle, they were just fucking, <laughs> they were just having it, mate. They were just they were fucking having it, bruv. So, like. Fam, like the level of waveless was definitely is definitely different, man. Um, and to be fair, man, it's hard to kind of tell like who would like be able to translate into now, man, because it's 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 like the the pace of the game is crazy now. Do you know what I mean? Like it's yeah. like like if even if we go on to people like. Like you see on Twitter, everybody's posting their five Ks. And we saw Ross Barkley, sixteen minute, sixteen minute five K. It's fucking mental. That is that. That is mental fitness. Like, so you know, if you look at like players like that that could do a sixteen minute five K, and he's not even like levels like that. And yeah, you know I mean, like I, I, I don't know, man. I, I don't see. 
they're different. Today's actually today's players are different. Different, different breed, man. I think, I think everything about the game. Yeah, uh, the quality, technically, the quality yeah, of the, the pitch, the quality of the, of the balls that they're the using, the, the organization, mm-hmm. the organization on the pitch, which is interesting because it brings me back. Um, we've been having a bit of nostalgia this week. I think everyone's really missing football, so we've been kind of reminiscing about classic forward lines, classic teams, and one gripe that I have. Uh, people who are younger than me, so talking people born in 2000, 2001, talking about why is Platini not in the all-time European eleven? Uh, what about Johan Nieschke holding it down? They're not fucking taking the piss, man. Dem- I hate him. <laughs> you know, you know, it's, it's, it's like, it's like you, you get them people that, like, my man, he's got some next Avi, his name's probably Ali, he lives in Scunthorpe and he's watched a couple fucking videos of Fuck what did they do to you? Yeah, no, no. That's what I was gonna say. What's your <laughs> yeah, but like, watched a couple of videos of man. Is like, yeah, 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 like, yeah, and 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 you know, he probably has got like his name on Twitter is probably Traquista or fucking <laughs> or, <laughs> or or them next names, man, or Regista <laughs> or whatever. Regista, Regista. Do you know what I mean? So I don't know, man. I don't take them people seriously, bruv. Like the the modern day athlete. Like you gotta think about it, yeah. Right now, the yeah, for example, if we took yeah the Corey, yeah, and we put him back in them times, he would Pam all of them. Who pam all of them? Elite PMP, bruv. Do you know what I mean? And like and you look at like him now, like he's just any midfielder in a prem. So I don't know, man. When they bring up players from back then, man, I don't even take it serious, man. I'm not I'm not taking them man serious. No. You know what? Yeah. You know what I, I think... watch you know how hard it is to watch Harold Oh, sorry, go on, go on, go on, Harold. I was gonna say, like obviously like well, well, on topic of talking about people who pretending to watch eras that they have they haven't watched. So boy, I ain't gonna pretend like I watched the eighties. I'm gonna say that yeah. flat out. However, like I think I feel like the Dutch were a little bit ahead um, of of a lot of people when it come to um, just their style of play. And then I guess obviously there's a lot of talk about us getting a four three three from from how they played and everything like that. I think players like Rijkaard and um, Hill and Hullet would would fare better than most in the challenge generation. Those like mm. skillful nippy wingers or or attacking midfielders, I reckon they could they could do some they can do some work in um in today's, today's yeah day. potentially yeah. I think the players who are like top players like just relative to their level just had like good tech yeah. good tech good intelligence decent PMP and it made them just look miles miles and miles ahead of the competition yeah. so you're talking about them generational players like a Johan Cruyff yeah etc etc when you watch them in their highlights okay. They're almost like they're playing another sport. Like mm. the tempo and speed at which they're moving and shifting, yeah, the agility that they're using. The defenders can't mm. even. The defenders can't even react mm. to that. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's it's, it's interesting. I, I guess we'll we'll see where the game goes in the next twenty years, and if the the younger guys coming up after us are looking back at the likes of Pogba, etc., and they're like, is this what these men were playing? Man, yeah. <laughs> well, what, nuts, Pogba, man. Like how Pogba, like, how, Pogba, how could football get along? They were looking back at. Our players like this, and we're like, raw. Is that no, it? I, 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 That's I, I, mad. I think certain men stand the test of time. So, for example, when you look at Maradona, yeah, you're like, yo, this guy was absolutely mad. cold. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And even, yeah. even in like, even if you look at '90s football, you're looking like, like, um, obviously this is the back end of the '90s. Looking at Rivaldo and R9, like, yo, mm. these, yeah, these men are. Yeah. You did. 
Come on, man. Relax, man. Relax. People look at clips of like, at, of, and I think the players will be Neymar, Ronaldo, Ronaldo, Messi, Ronaldinho, Iniesta, and I think Mbappe will join that. Mm. And I'll be like, these guys were nuts. They're, they're going to look at mm. like KDB, like, right, all this around there was cross. Like, I think that's going to happen, but <laughs> <laughs> that's not even or there, you get me? But yeah, no, I think obviously the likes of Neymar, Ronaldo, Messi, um, Maradona, those people who are like those generational players. Because they're so ahead and they're just like making other people look inferior, they'll stand the test of time, definitely. But mm. I still think like people look back at certain men like Beckham and Del Piero, like, yo, these men are nuts, but they were still from a third generation. It's just that cigarette mm. generation of the 80s, like, man's not trying to, and also, man's not trying to hit his pe- his pele. Yeah, 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 pe- yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry? Did you, are you not said you're not trying to hear this pele talk? I like think you lot should have. That's, don't, let's not disrespect Pele, Pele or Rashford. Well, I say, let's be no, no, no. serious. Okay. Pele or Rashford. Yeah. <laughs> the thing is, what I was going to say. Rash is way better than Pele. Rashford is way better than Pele. What I was going to say before, anyway. Way better than Pele. On my life, on my life, on my life, I've seen Pele play, bro. I've seen, I've seen the clips of my man play, bro. My man took a two-two spliff and then was just doing step overs here and there and whatever, bro. Oh, PMP, no nothing. Nah, yeah, man. Of course, yeah, you can break it down. Obviously, like in those regards to those aspects, and Rashford probably does have more about him than Pele. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say that. Hey, Pele, come outside. I think what you have to, when you're assessing it, I think first thing you have to assess is how much better than the players within their era they are, isn't it? Mm. So, right. obviously, these guys are ge- general, for what was considered the standard in the 60s, these guys looked foreign from them players, isn't it? And then you can, I guess, compare it across time. Yeah, obviously our game's fast, etc., etc. But I think you have got to give a man like Pele his dues. Can't come on here and say a man that scored sixty-four goals, yeah, has got is a has got more about him than uh, than one of the Pele, godfathers of the game. Pele, come outside, man! I just want to talk. Pele, what were you gonna say? What were you gonna say, Shabs? Um, just like for certain play for players here of a of a certain era. Do you know how difficult it is as well to get game footage of them playing? So, and this was like me going back to the um, Platini shot, but it's still relevant now. Like, who can say that they've seen Platini play a full 90 minutes? Like, yeah, it's so difficult to get, like, you can't even get the foot. And, and, and if you do manage to find the footage, it's so grainy, the quality is poor, more time. You don't know if that's Platini or, <laughs> you, like, you know, you see what I'm saying? So, like, even watching them game, unless you're watching it on something official like Sky Sports and they've remastered the the, the, the whole thing, it's so hard to... Yeah. Do you see what I'm saying? Like, even, who, even, um, even Shabs, even, the, even, like, in more recent times, like, I remember on Twitter, a man was like, oh, like, Guti's better than Carzola. I was like, are you, are you high? Are you high? He's like, what are you talking about? Guti or so long? I was like, big man, did you watch Guti play? He won this. Yeah, but it's because yeah, a certain man has a certain allure, 
so now we'll talk about in the mugger chat today, um, seven mm. we'll talk about certain man in 10 years' time when mm. their tape is now outdated. We're just yeah. gonna remember the best of them, innit? Yeah, 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 the yeah, yeah, yeah. and they're gonna have is. a certain level of nostalgia. So, like, yeah. even now, people mm. will t- like you couldn't say something like that. I, 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 I've been saying like KDB is better than Gerald and Lampard from Skulls, and people look at me mm. like I'm crazy. Or I said, Stuff with us, who did I say was better? I said, Oh, I said, Yeah, like I'd rather have uh, KDB than Pillow. And people are like, What are you talking about? Pillow, I'm like, I just think he's, I just think he's a better footballer, but it's the allure. So so now we're not even talking about okay, cool, who's 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 had more impact in the game or who's got a better left foot or who's a better passer. We're talking um what you see of this player now versus my memory of what, them. Your best memory your best memory is so your now, best memory. Yeah, now you're analyzing well. a player yeah. where you can see all his all his faults and all his glory versus yeah. A narrative where you only remember and, his and, top, yeah, yeah. And, and you can, yeah, never, yeah. You, you can, and with some people, you can never defeat the narrative, you know yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When they're doing that 11 11, doing like the best 11 on Sky Sports between Roy Keane and Carragher, and he was saying like gigs over Mane. He's like, oh, obviously, Giggs is my mate. Like, spent this much time with him. Like, there's no way I can choose him over Mane. Yeah, I, remember, I, I, I remember United fans, yeah, Brent, I'm a United fan, they were killing me because I said. On two separate occasions, I said Hazard is better than um, um, Giggs. Giggs. And, and I said uh, Mane is better than Giggs. And I said there's no contest between the two, especially Hazard. It's an absolute no contest. And people mm. said, and then, d- then we descend into when you're evaluating players, people start talking about trophies. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so yeah, 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 but the thing yeah, is, yeah, yeah. if it was basketball, I could almost understand because it's a five man sport. If it was tennis, I can understand it's 1v1. But football's 11 aside. Because there's a reason why Giggs didn't do shit for Wells because them are not trash. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So, yeah. If you, put Hazard, also, they... if you put Hazard in Fergie's Man United for 20 years, Hazard's yeah. won 13 league titles. He's going to win career. everything. I don't even think also, he's the best player in, in, in Prem history. He's not, because he can't tie Gareth Bale's laces. So, oh, wow. like, that's the, that's the problem when you also evaluate in players, because then people just start running off their achievements, similar to the Sunas thing. Put you yeah. on the table. Like, yeah, the achievement not, thing. Not to minimise a player's achievement as a team, but mm. if you're talking about individual as individual, you have to look at individual characteristics, and then if you want to compare awards, you have to look at individual awards. You can't look at yeah, yeah. team awards. Well, that's why I like it. You make a, I was going to oh, say, like, you just make a good point as well, because it, it works in the reverse as well. Like, there's players that have won, that have got um, achievements, team accolades. Like, Jonathan Green is a Champions League winner. Mm. Yeah? Robert Perez has never won the Champions League. Are we about to say that Greening is better than, than, than Robert Perez? Yes, we are. Do you think I could go to Sky Sports on a debate show and argue that Anderson was better than Steven Gerrard because Anderson won three league titles in the Champions League? No, nah, you could you, you could you, you could argue, but boy, the sideways you could be getting away. Come outside. Same breath, people on, on, on Twitter were telling me Steven Gerrard is not a Hall of Famer in the Premier League because he had didn't win a Premier League title. It's crazy. Ridiculous. It's crazy. Ridiculous. Some of the one of one of the best individual resumes we've ever seen in the Premier League. Right. But new home ownership can be a real eye opener. But it's the perfect time to look into Homeowner 101 from the Home Depot. Free live streaming workshops taught by expert associates now at homedepot.com/workshops. You'll find indoor and outdoor workshops, even home systems workshops. Plus, you'll get the know-how you need to care for your biggest investment. Master the basics at Homeowner 101, only at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Register now at homedepot.com slash workshops. Going on 
on to the next topic. One thing I wanted to get you lot's opinion on and just that hash out, have a little bit of a discussion because this uh, came out from our chat, was uh, the best defender in Premier League history. Um, Palumi, you've been quiet. Obviously, I think you said you were born in 1998. So all this talk of the 70s, 80s must have your head spinning. Are you kidding me? Um, <laughs> so I'd like you to uh, kick off proceedings. Uh, give us a couple of names of players uh, you would put to the table as the best ever Premier League defenders. And what about them made you choose them? I think... Um... It's hard with 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 me and defenders. One because when I was when I was younger, I didn't appreciate what what defending like was in terms of like the impact of like your team, the like the impact of playing in a good team and how that helps with with defenders. Um, I think like no, the only in terms of like Premier League history, it would probably be more recent history than like back in the day because. That's fine. Yeah. You don't need to listen. You got some old heads on here um, with you, so, so I'd probably say they can do the back of the day stuff. I'd probably say um, John Terry is a standout. Um, yeah. Van Dijk is a current standout. Um, okay. Why John Terry? I, I want to know a bit more about what what about these specific players. Because obviously John Terry played in several systems with different managers. His best years tended to be under Jose Mourinho in uh, defensive orientated teams. But what about John Terry made you uh, think of him first? Um, I think just like the, the fundamentals, so like the basics in terms of like being able to head the ball, um, the whole like body body in the line, and like typical English like getting getting in front of the ball and stuff. I think there's a lot of bravery, like mentally those sort of characteristics, um, leadership. I think he was like a standout. Like remembering him being really really good at like in those in those scenarios, um, he could pass um, like. A switch, he could switch the ball like think, underrated. Yeah, like he could pass. he could pass the ball. Um, I was gonna say that like with his left. Um, and I think just in terms of, I know that obviously the your team accolades shouldn't count as much when you're discussing um, individual things. But I think at the same time, the era he kind of saw the team through as like being a stalwart in that team. Um, I think that that counts for something basically. So he's definitely one of the best. Um, I think. Van Dijk obviously is a no-brainer. Um, I see a lot of like comparison between him and like um, old defenders, and I just think that, but, like, especially in line with what is being said now, in terms of him, um, like how much further ahead af- players are as athletes, um, but, like athletically is like fantastic. He's really, really, really calm, really composed. Um, just he's got like a above eight in almost like every every aspect you can think of. Um, so I can't see I can't see him not being one of like one of the best prem defenders ever. Obviously, people then say longevity, and he's he's only been at the top for a little bit. Um, but those two company, um, obviously injury injuries hit him. But I get similar in a similar vein to like Terry in terms of what he what he led his team through, but also what he was able to contribute to Man City. I think it was scary like the difference in Man City's defense and their stability when he wasn't playing. Um, so he's a massive. Comp- those will probably be my top three. Um, Your top three. Yeah. Um, cool. Uh, Seb, what defenders would you add to that list that um, Palumi has provided? So, we are my number one. Yeah, Why like, just in regards to just, I think for me, he just pretty much had, like, everything um, in regards to, you know, defending on the front foot, covering... Um, tactical awareness, 
actually coming out with the ball and playing because real like real could actually play you know coming out from defense um you know same thing kind of like the english mentality putting putting himself on the line of something he done um passing just yeah for me I, f- I feel like Rio pretty much had everything 1v1 defending for me I think he he, he pretty much had um he, he had everything definitely a Rose Rose um type of player um so I'll definitely put him up there um do you know what I was gonna say Vidic I am gonna still say Vidic but um Sha uh Pulumi for mentioning company because I actually forgot about him for me, very, very like for me, company's best is better than Van Dyke. So people always people are like hyping Van Dyke right now, and rightly so. Amazing defender, but for me, he hasn't even reached the heights of company yet. For real? You think that? Company, nah, man, he hasn't reached the heights of company yet. Like there was, there was some. F- for me, for me, in my opinion, yeah, there was some like. Clutch when it comes to clutch moments, yeah, yeah. Company was up there, like in terms of being clutch for your team, being the captain, being the leader for your team, leading from the back. That's something that company had in abundance. On top of that, when it comes to the very, very big games and important games, especially versus Man United in the derby, I've never seen a better defender against Man United. I've never seen one. I, like until this day, when it came to when it came to playing against us, yeah, company turned into a super saiyan in terms of the level. In terms of Wayne Rooney wouldn't be able to breathe, like he couldn't breathe, like when company was around him. So when it comes to stepping up his performances in the key games because you have to you have to remember at the time when company was coming beating man united means winning the league yeah. yeah so he knows if i put in this performance against Manchester united nine times out of ten this means that we won the league and he'd do that so that's one thing i'd really really rated about him is that he stepped up in the really really big games and I haven't seen that yet from a Van Dyke. But the thing is, though, I, I rate you Van know what, though, to counter that point, I get what you said about him yeah. stepping up and obviously being a good defender, but company, he's had moments where he's obviously scored winners as well, which obviously mm-hmm. is key. And, that's, and that is clutch. However, there's been moments where Van Dyke mm-hmm. has put in key... T- he's done key defensive instructions or whatever it may be. But to count that point, my thing is about longevity. So one thing you can say, yeah, he's putting key tackles or whatever, but doing it over one and two seasons is fine. Do you know what I mean? But doing it over consecutive seasons and challenging for things consecutively and turning up to the big games every single season without a fail and being shown, for me, you can't really put um, a price on that. So that's the only reason why I, I, I've put him ahead of VVD because of the longevity. You know, if, if Van Dijk goes on to now do it next season and a season after, then we're in, we're in a different conversation. Do you know what I mean? Because he's then proved because, you know, we've seen, you know, see the way how we rate Van Dijk. We've seen strikers in the Prem have a 20-goal season in the Prem. We've seen Darren Brent. People like them, man, come and bad out the Prem one season and then go missing. Do you know what I mean? So, 
that's one Bonnie thing that people need to understand. Up the Prem have gone missing. What'd you say? What did you say? Sorry. So how many how many centre halves have you known to come bat up the Prem and then go missing? No, I, I, I'm not. I'm not saying, but we don't know. Do you know what I mean? We do not so know. Basically, a lot of yeah, yeah. fans are literally saying, off the strength of that one season he had last year, and obviously the bit of the season yeah. before, he's in that conversation already. Okay, and can I come what, 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 what? What? What you say? What I'm saying is the 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 we see strikers have the same thing, do the same thing in regards to their respective mm. team, and not be called the best striker yeah, in the yeah, prem. Yeah. So for me, I just feel like we just need to relax a bit, and then oh, you know, yeah, um, yeah, we need to wait. I've got a question. I've got a question for uh, Shabs, mm-hmm. Disu, and I guess Harold will have to chip in because he's, he's he's eager because this is this guy is on the chumper, isn't it? Um, is there a minimum amount of time of excellence that a player has to show you guys to be put in a conversation in terms of all times greats? So I'll ask you first, Shabs, then Disu, if you can follow. Uh, if it's relative, isn't it? It's all relative because um, players don't have the same lifespan or career span in the Premier League. You see what I'm saying? So okay. to compare a um, doing a comparison of uh, Virgil Van Dijk, for example, versus a John Terry. Mm-hmm. Terry had his whole career in the Premier League, okay. whereas Van Dijk's played there for what, like, um, what is it, like four seasons? Four. Now? Yeah, something like that. Um, Southampton and then to to Liverpool. So. I think you have to, you you have to, you do have to err on the side of caution, but I do. I would lean towards like Sebi's point about consistency. I I want to see consistency over a longer, over a sustained period of time. How long though? Yeah. Mm, I think you need like a couple of seasons of consistent performances under your belt. So you need like two, three seasons of consistent performance under your belt for me to say, if I can see, boom, you've come in, you've had a great first season, you've maintained it for a second season and you're into your, you're into your third now and you're still performing at the high level, no one could talk about you. What can anyone say? Okay, no so, one say so you're saying you need that third season before they're in, even in that world-class discussion? Oof. You said all-time greats. World-class discussion. Yeah. Yeah, you said all-time greats, yeah. yeah. So, are you, uh, so I guess this is a, around the same point. For you, Disu... Is a, can a player be come out of obscurity and be put at that top table after one top class season? Let's so say relative to a striker, a striker coming out of nowhere and bagging forty goals in all no, comps. No, no. Um, well, to me, it depends on what I see from the striker, innit? Okay. So I'm somebody I judge on ability, and to me, if your ability is clear, your ability is clear. Sometimes you could see somebody who's nuts. Sometimes it could just be thirty minutes watching him, you like this guy's nuts. You see what I'm saying? Mm. So mm. the first time most of us watched Messi, we instantly said this guy's nuts. When mm. Suarez touched the prem, even if he was missing chances, we could tell this guy's nuts. You see what I'm saying? And some mm. people were like, oh, we need to see it more. I remember people saying, is Suarez world class after the first season he banged? I'm like, are oh, you not dumb? So they had to wait for him to go to Barca, score a gazillion goals, then to confirm what you'd what already we, seen. What you, what you should have already known. So okay. that's not my thing. So it depends. Like, sometimes a man can come out slap bare goals, like we saw Belotti for Torino, and a man will send 100 M's, and the next season he scored like five. So you have to stay calm. But some people, like Harry Kane, when I watch Harry Kane, instantly I can say, no, 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 this guy's different. Because the way he's striking the ball is, is violent. You see what I'm saying? So with Van Dijk, I think Van Dijk is in the top three defenders I've ever seen in the Prem. For me, Rio and Van Dijk, on, Rio, Van Dijk and Terry are my top three. The man I've spoken about Terry. But the reason I don't think Rio and Van Dijk are in the top two is because they can play in any defensive system. We saw Terry play on high lines on the AVB and it was scary. It was very, yeah, very scary. 
But yeah. Van Dijk and Rio, because of their athletic ability and their ability to defend one-to-one situations, they are able to be in multiple systems. Why I think the Van Dijk mm. stuff is cap is because people keep saying one season. That's, a, that's, that's not true. It's not one Southampton season. Southampton as well. It's yeah. not one season. Because, and it's not, this is not, um, what do you call it, revisiting history. Mm. Because people listen to the pod in them times, and right, you could testify. Mm. Me and Mies would say Van Dijk is probably the best defender in the Premier League Williams at Southampton. And I think people was do people For do real. certain things like when, because a man's at a t- club that's not levels, you're not trying to give man the accolades that he deserves mm. because he's at mm. clubs that's not levels. And I remember people doing this with Toby Alderweireld. How he was playing at Atleti and at um, Southampton, Southampton. no different to how he was playing at Spurs. It's just like his platform was bigger. Same thing with Suarez. He didn't just transform into a super saiyan. He was waved at Ajax, came to Liverpool, slapped at Liverpool, went to Barca, slapped at Barca. So Van Van Dijk already had a top-class season before he came to Liverpool. And then, did he come in January? Um, Yeah, he came in January. January. So he at least had a season and a half. And then he's had a season since. So he's had, to me, he's had three years. And he's been sick this season. So he's had three years already. So what do people want him to sell with world hunger? It's ridiculous. He's, <laughs> he's the best defender in the Premier League by distance. He's probably the best defender in the world by distance. And he's one of the best in Premier League history. People put Ronaldo up there as one of the best in Premier League history. And if we're being completely and utterly true, he had three seasons of um, absolute madness. Meadiness. He had a three season because bear in mind, he was, he was a young boy. So from 18 yes. to 21, he was inconsistent, but he was cold. From 21 yeah, 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 yeah. to 23, 24, when he went to, to um, Madrid for a world record fee, he was a madman. But he's in a Premier League great, so being a madman for three years. So why can't Van Dyke be a, in a Premier League great for being a madman for three years? I think you know on um, just on like putting putting players in like in these brackets, yeah. I have a question about just whether or not like it matters if they have like a dip in between. So if you've got two years, your first two seasons, about your middle year, and up then like the third year is crap. But the fourth year is good. How crap are we talking, though? I'm talking Hazard one goal crap. Oh, yeah. Scary season for you. Uh, for me, if we use Hazard as a, as a reference point, it didn't have any impact on my rating of him. Like, but so, I, still thought he was, I still thought he was one of the best players in the Premier League. Mm. He, he had a bad year. So I think what it does make you the, appreciate... Yeah, what it does make you appreciate, though, is those players, and I mean, when we say those players, we're only talking about the two big the big boys, Ronaldo and Messi, who have consistently, year in, year out, been top, 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 no top, injuries, top. And you, and you look back through football history... And really, they're almost in a class of their own in regards to... I, I think they are in a class of their own yeah. in regards to that. You got, you cannot point to any player who's had more than, like, perhaps five years in a row of just insane form. Attackers especially. A five-year-old maybe, like, maybe like um, Gerd mm-hmm. Muller, if you want to take it all the way yeah, back. I was thinking of Gerd Muller, but then man there. Yeah, Gerd, yeah, yeah, Gerd it's too old, too old. Allow yeah, yeah, yeah. me, bro. <laughs> man played for West Germany. Nah. Yeah, he, won, yeah, he won it all, though. He won it yeah, all, though. Yeah, bruv, when the World Cup... Trophies on the table. Because, <laughs> because, <laughs> there was colonisation then times. I'm not trying to the hear world, that, The World Cup medal was even heavier then, so if you put on the table with Pogba, he's just flipping it over. Cool. So we've got uh, Rio Van Dyke, Terry, company, and you said Vidic, Seb, yeah? I actually think yeah. Carvalho over Vidic, you know? Relax, relax, relax. Now let's talk on it. Relax, relax, relax. Sorry, Harold. I think one thing that I would say about Terry, absolutely rate him, think he's top tier. His best, his, one of his best seasons was when he had Carvalho and Gallas playing left back. 
Like, that was one of his best seasons. And, like, they won... I th- I'm sure, like, they won the league. It might have been their first season or second season winning the league. But, obviously, Terry took all the accolades. But the dog work that Carvalho put in, yeah, Carvalho and Gallas covered absolutely everything for him. You know what I mean? And then, like, our, our, our white knight in shining armour took all the glory. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I, no, no, it's true. I'm speaking facts. But I think Car- Carvalho, like, he was definitely... Um, not underrated, but maybe did. Yeah, he's underrated. He didn't get as much accolades, I think, as he deserves because in he that should, Chelsea shirt. I think it's class. Terry, Terry was carrying all of them, bruv. Like, Carvalho, all he was doing was dragging man's shirts in the box, bruv. No. No. no, no, no that's no, disrespect. No, no, Come no. on. Carvalho was doing bits. In the Premier League, great. How many men are better than Carvalho, bruv? That's a joke, Car- team, bruv. No, Carvalho. <laughs> so, okay, wait, you know what? You know, you know, let, let me argue my point. Bit. You know what's funny, though? Because obviously, when Village and Ferdinand were playing together, it was almost a, it was always a case of well, I'm, you guys can refresh my memory if I'm wrong. It was for me. It was always a case of Village being better than Ferdinand. Well, media portrayed that anyway. For, for, for obviously for you personally, it may be different. Fine, no, no, cool. for reality, it was never it was never that case ever in life. Okay, cool, well, cool. Just, but anyway, growing up, it was always like Village was the main guy, and then Ferdinand was there. Also, not not say that he, not to, not to underplay him, but he was. He was you have to remember guy. that Ferdinand and Cover. Refresh. Yeah, so um yeah, so what I was gonna say yeah, yeah, on, is fucking in regards to Vidic and um what 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 Morale was saying in regards to Vidic and um Rio, I think it was um more so Vidic was like the man's man. So that's what people used to say. Yeah, people used to say that Vidic was that's like a was man and used to put his face more so rather than being the better player, he was just getting the hype for being the blocking heavy. man, being the hard guy, you heavy, sticking his head heavy. in. Not, not yeah. Your number, your, yeah, your number one and yeah. your number two striker, though, isn't it? Did you not see? Um, have you not seen that soccer box? I, I, I can't even remember whose it was. It might have been Gerald's one, but it was basically talking about the strategy when they played United. What was the strategy? And they said um, they knew that they would never they um, lining oh, yeah. Torres up against Ferdinand. They knew like they like. Ferdinand was always going to win his one-to-one battle. So they would always get Torres to stand on Vidic's Vidic. side. Yeah, yeah and I then, like, obviously, And then in the game, you see like Vidic had two casualties like, there was there. Yeah, yeah there was a the period of about two, three oh, games. Yeah, Torres smashed him. Yeah. There was a period, and I have to say, I do think, even as a Liverpool fan, I think it was overstated. Like, everyone was thinking like, Every time Torres played Vidic, it was it was a red card, it was an own goal. He it wasn't mm. all the time. There was like two, it was a couple of games. games. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. Mm. That, that was yeah, it. That really that, was that, it. That's, that's still relatively a lot because you don't see you don't see that many games on Terry's CV or Rio's CV compared to Vidic in a short period of time. Vidic was just a yeah. more all action player, but because of his lack yeah. of athletic ability, you know, them ones mm. when a centre back is dragged up wide. So in in the Premier League now, um, I'm sure. Arsenal fans might feel like that about Socrates. United fans, we feel about that when it's Maguire. It's just... Or Liverpool fans might feel like that when, when it's Lovren. It's techie. And that's what used to happen. So if, if Vinic was in that left, because Vinic used to play on the left-hand side, once he gets drawn mm. to that left-back area, it was curtains. He was oh, clattering. Yeah, it was a yellow card yeah, minimum. Yeah, yeah. Because, no man's because yeah, the guy's yeah, skipping yeah. past him. I remember one time, Milan Barros was ducking, man, down. I was like, this is scary. <laughs> this is what I'm saying. <laughs> but, but, but Vinic was a defender. I want to talk about company, yeah? 
Go on. Commercial. I think company's rep is so inflated, it's scary. Fam, thank it's, you. It's, That's exactly wow. how I feel. Let's talk on it. Let's talk on it. I think he's rep inflated. It's, it's a joke. Mm. Do you know how many times, even the big game things is capped. It was only against Man United, and Man will come and score a box head header, yeah? But do you know how many big games Man was getting sourced <laughs> on? Oh my God. Like, Good company. Yes, I, yeah. I remember when they butts Madrid. Uh, you got, you got, you got to bring your feet. Oh my so God! Man was getting draped by Benzema and Ronaldo. Jesus Christ! What a it was scare. only the recent what years when people started even to respect company more. Years when we, I think we lost. I think it was under Jose, and we lost. I think it might have been. Oh, we went away and we got sourced on by City. Yeah, but I remember yeah. Rashford and Martial were pamming company, pamming him. And then Pep made a tactical change where I think, I can't remember who was playing right back, but they were just bombing on hard, 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 hard. Must have been Walker. And then, all, no, or this might have been, it might have been even, it might have been Pep's first. Zabaleta. Zabba. Zabaleta. Yeah. I saw this might have been, was this Pep's first year? First season. Yeah, yeah. Had to. So Marshall had to keep on chasing him back and then that, that tactic was done. And even after the game, Compi was bare out of breath like, oh yeah. Marshall and Rashford are sick, you know? <laughs> yeah, of course. I'm <laughs> making you stank. You see what I'm saying? So, comp no, what was good about company? Because remember, company initially came in and he was playing DM when he first came in. The mm. So, company is very good on the ball. He's actually quite strong in one v one situations, and he's very physical. But company can get sourced on. You see what I'm saying? I don't think company is in the same bracket as the Terry's, the Van Dykes. From what I hear, I'm not too sure because I was quite young when Sol Campbell was coming up, so I can't really put yeah. him in there. But people say that people I trust say that I can't talk about that. But Rio Vidic, no Rio Van Dyke, Terry, I think they're bracket above company. I think company's in there with with Vidic and maybe Carvalho. No, nah, Carvalho's not even in that bracket for me. <laughs> Vidic. Wow. Maybe. Well, you guys feel like like Ledley King. Bruv. Man, man, yeah, man, man's, a... man's got a career because Henri rated him in a, in a presser one time. No. Yeah, I remember Henri. Ledley, 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 Ledley was clear. Ledley was clear. Oh, yeah. He was clear right like, technically. Yeah. And, and 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 physically, but it was the injuries, man. Like yeah. He, yeah, he, he couldn't run. When Ledley first passed, you said, "Yeah, that's cute." When Ledley first passed, <laughs> he was one of them, man. He had it all. He was like a giant of a man. Like you know, he could. He was quick. He could cover um, the ground mm. quickly. He's you're not, you're not doing him in a one v one, really. But yeah, it's the injuries, man. He, 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 him, he man. Two of, two of those things were the same. He was quick. He could cover the ground quickly. I like that. When you're, <laughs> when you're the first, when the first three attributes, you're repeating one twice. You're no. sticky. No, he could cover lots of grants. There's a difference between pace and acceleration, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hear you. All right. <laughs> 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 30 league games twice in his career. That is yeah, it's horrible. No, it was horrible. It's horrible, man. He had his old training regime. Then once there, he had to go do some special thing, stuff. Too mm. All the are, are, there, are there any defenders coming up who you guys are, are rating and thinking they over the next five years or so can in the Premier League or yeah potentially yeah in the Premier League can potentially join that that conversation of Premier League greats Laporte yeah Laporte yeah oh Laporte across the back line or Maguire if it's Come on, Seb, man. Oh, Too, much oh, man. Too much hello. Too much hello. Seb, man. Let me down with this one. Okay. Go Gomez. Man. Go, go Gomez. Who do you think said Gomez? There's only one man. Gomez. I hope all those night boxes drop that on your stupid heads. Go Gomez. Is that all right? Talk about great. Wait, 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 wait. 
No, you don't think so, no. You're 22. How old is he? I like Bill like Goldman. Bill Goldman. What do you not think of it? Nah, he's, he's a good player still. I like Bill Goldman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like, let me not hate, he's a good player. He's a good youth. Yeah, he's a good youth. He's, he's, he's 23 this year. You just said he was 22, Palumi. Which one 22, is it, 23, one of them, man. Don't matter. I'll check. He's only a big man already, bro. Yeah, so if he's played, if he plays seven more years... 22. Nah, bro. man, that's not having it. He's young, man. But how, are you rating, how, are you, how are you rating his perform- performances now, is what I should be saying. I f- oh, I think he's got, like, um, he's got everything a modern defender should have in terms of, like, the athleticism. He's incredibly bro, composed. Like people say about every um, black defender. Oh, allow it, man. Nah, not every, he's incredibly bro, composed. Um, no, I think the only, the only thing... Past. Love the only Delvin thing Durag that lacks... Delvin Durag Tissu, nasty, man. <laughs> Proper nasty. <laughs> so, I think the only thing he really... Um, only thing he really lacks is, like, the kind of aerial dominance in terms of really trying... Being able to kind of overpower people. He's a big lad just as well. There's, what, a, there's a little bit of awkward... There's a little bit of awkwardness there, yeah. That six six two must be. Um, yeah, the thing is though, Virgil's cleaning everything in the air though. In that yeah, no, yeah, obviously yeah, as a partnership, but him yeah, individually, him individually, I think it's it's something that like he might end up being known to like sweep up as opposed to someone that like um Golden's, dominates yeah, or, yeah, yeah. or overpowers yeah. his opponents. Yeah, obviously yeah. recovery runs in that, but then it's like when you lose your pace or should you lose your pace like mm. as he gets older, will he still be able to kind of prolong his career? Mm. But covers um, a lot of ground in that. Yeah, and covers covers it quickly. Mm. The other thing I would say is I think this is still improving, but read, reading of the game itself, okay, just, yeah, just 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 game management itself. So obviously being next to Trent, I feel like he's got fantastic experience for exposure and and one and, and <laughs> <laughs> fantastic experience for exposure and um, two on one defending. So he's <laughs> two so on he's, one, you know, yeah. So he's he's reading of the game. From there, I can see it's got it's clearly gotten better from his from his um his ankle injury. Well, is, is, is it not Van Dyke's defensive instructions? I'm not helping him. Uh, Harold, Harold don't love his team. <laughs> <laughs> no, what do you mean, bro? Harold doesn't love his team. He's using it, using them for entertainment. Nah, I'm just being honest, man. I'm saying that it is. Um, they're gonna get you. Nah, not even. I'm saying that it is. I I I say that it's getting better, but I think that's something that can improve along with his aerial prowess. No, he's 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 a really good player, but you lot said Premier League great. You lot stay calm, yeah. No, eventually, eventually. Eventually, mm-hmm. uh, anyone who else? Who then? Who then? Just who said Laporte? That's it. Oh yeah, you said Laporte. Laporte, Laporte is what is he already? Is that 26, 27? Yeah, no? He's a big like, man. Outside, outside Van Dyke, Laporte is clear of everybody. So that's why I say. Yeah, it. no, Laporte is up there though. Laporte is up there for, for right now. Yeah, Laporte. Is up there right now. <laughs> I, I got, I got a shout. Just depending on injury, Eric Bay. What? Bye. Depending, depending on injury. <laughs> <laughs> Mariah, Mariah put his hands on his face. Like, Bye, Gomez, Gomez, to be honest. Bye, Gomez, are you not talking about Gomez? What? Oh, shut up. He's better than Gomez, man. He's better than Gomez, man. You guys don't like him, man. Because he's tech is unorthodox. Like, it's too African for you, man. This podcast is for Africans. This is an African only podcast. Damn Neanderthals. What I was going to say is 
Does Bay even have one good season in his or one top season <laughs> in his resume? Right? He does. His first season was top though. Yeah, first season. Forget about it. When Jose used to play him, praise him for playing injured. Yeah, man, it's just <laughs> injuries, <laughs> man. Hey, Jose had, had Ledley after Ledley, yeah? Jose had Edo Bele doing laps in a random park during... Jose is rude. Jose is rude. You will never make it. In the park. I'll, I'll no, pay good money to see, public to, see, to see Jose's face. No. face. Imagine, My no, goodness. He rang on his doorbell. He said, big man. He rang his doorbell. Jose was watching Edo Bele do drills like, you cannot make it. You will never make it. You will never make it. Remember, it was Undombele, Sessegnon, and Aurier. Um, I'll leave it at that. Uh, <laughs> um, the rest is more... Imagine, yeah, it's like a 12-45, yeah? leave it at that. You've logged on and you've just seen Seb post a Nike run. So, okay, cool. I want to beat Seb's time, you get me? So you go to your park, you, on, you put on your like your night reacts, you've got your headband on, you got your Apple Watch, and you see Jose looking at Dombele, you'll never make it. You'll never you make it. Never make it. <laughs> you can never make it. <laughs> Imagine that, bro. You just let him plan it, bro. Imagine you live in North London, you're going to walk your dog, like quarantine thing, you see Dombele doing laps, bro, doing doggies that and two sides. Jose is a war criminal. Have you not taken Indombele? He's the funniest player, yeah. Because he will actually do, he will not move. When he gets the ball, he is nuts, yeah. Yeah. Oh man, the fence split and pass. And then he just turns off. He just turns off. There was that game against Burnley where I saw Cara break it down. Bro. He was walking. Oh, when he got the ball. What, that game where that one sprint. That was the beginning of the end for him. No, no, he did that, that was the start of all of these problems. No, no. When, oh, my day. when he got the ball six times, he was in the madness. But every other phase of play, scary. There was one that I think Burnley were breaking and they were showing him um, chasing back. And man was just like, whatever's quicker than walking, but slower than jogging. Um, that's what he was, <laughs> that's what he was doing. <laughs> He's taking it. And it was like, he honestly only needed to like send me jog once and he would have got the man. Yes. <laughs> um, do you know what it is, yeah? It's like when, like, when last season before he came in that year, that's one of the um, the things I said about him. I just don't know about him off the ball. Like, and the thing mm. is, I haven't, I haven't watched, him, watched him extensively, but one... I've seen it like I saw him in a, in a few preseason games, and I, and then I also saw him in the Champions League, and amazing, wicked on the ball. But then I was picturing him and Pogba, and I said, imagine him and Pogba in the same United team. Chris, whoever is the holding midfielder is finished. Like <laughs> <laughs> Ness will have a field day, bro. They'll be, they'll be finished. They'll be finished. And, and, and how, how, so how, how, how much Tommy they got his new legs? Like you know they're wow. <laughs> <laughs> so Ness will say the hard ER on, on live TV and no one will be able to stop him. Hey, that's, hey, that's a two for one deal for Sinessa. You fucking mad. Brutal as soon as we'll be having a day. Oh, damn. No. Cool. Cool. Um, yeah. So with that being said, thank you for that, lads. Quite delightful. Um, want to thank you all for coming on this evening. Um, everyone stay safe. Uh, we'll see you all next week. Peace, peace. Love. Peace.
The available AKG 36 speaker sound system in the Cadillac Escalade provides 360 degree sound, so you hear studio sound on the road. The 2021 Cadillac Escalade never stop arriving. Sports Social Podcast Network. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com/audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com/audio. That's carshield.com/audio.